we shouldn't define ourselves based on moments that we go through. We define ourselves based on who we are as image bearers of God. Such that when we go through difficult seasons, our identity is unshaken as you go through those difficult seasons. Welcome back to Capture the Thoughts. Today's guest is no stranger to this podcast. He is dancer, choreographer, and creative director, Sean Mamwere. Be sure to listen to episode four, where he spoke about how he got into dance and choreography. Sean, my brother from another mother. Hala. What up? What it do, what it do, what it do. What's up, Grace? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Good to see you. It's good to see you. Thanks. And so, what have you been most grateful for in 2023? Golly. Um, I'm grateful for the things that I got to achieve. Mm-hmm. That in hindsight, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. That God in his manifold wisdom gave me the grace to do every single thing that I did in 2023. That if he had told me at the beginning of the year that I was able to achieve those things, mm. I would laugh at you and say, ha, you're joking, you're smoking, stop smoking the weed. <laughs> <laughs> really? But yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I am, um, yeah, it, it was amazing. It. It still blows my mind even just thinking about it now because um, it, it's unbelievable everything I got to do, the places I got to go and um, the products I got to share with the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You mentioned before that, you know, you, you're amazed at the things that you achieved last year. And so is it how it has been when you look back at your life? Like from when you started till now, have you been amazed at what God has been doing? You mean when I started like back in 2006? Back in 2006, oh. all the way back. Oh my goodness. Everything that you have achieved. No, I, I I, think everything that, when I think back to the mindset I had back in 2006, what I've done in 2023, it was nowhere close. I never dreamt even if even if I was to say, Sean, just think wishfully. Mm. Like, what? Where do you see? What do you see yourself achieving and doing? Um, Eighteen years down the line, mm-hmm. seventeen years down the line, um, I what I did in twenty twenty three would not even be close to anything I would think of. Um, I think again, that's why it humbles me that. 18 years down, I still have the same passion and the same zeal mm-hmm. that I had when I started in 2006, when I had no clue what I was doing, where I had no expertise and experience. And you just have a rookie who's just passionate about following Jesus and passionate about what he's been called to do. Mm-hmm. And then that same passion is still within the same guy 18 years down the line, mm-hmm. still passionate about following Jesus and still passionate about what he's been called to do. Um, and God has just been faithful in ordering my steps to do things because this is what I do. Okay. So every, at the end of every single year, Mm. I do two things. Number one, I pray into the upcoming year. Mm -hmm. Um, and then secondly, I take time, like ample time, like a week to sit down and reflect on the previous year because it's so easy to want to condense everything into 30 seconds. Mm. 
but you can't condense 30 seconds. You can't condense 365 days mm-hmm. into 30 seconds. God does 10,000 things in 365 days. So for me, I'd rather tell you over two and a half hours what God did for the entire year. And you can choose to listen to it or not. That's okay. But I want to do justice to the goodness of God in my life and not just condense it to 30 seconds. Mm. So yeah, answering your question, it, it blows my mind. I never thought, never back in the day, never. Wow. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, when you envisioned you doing dance and all of that, what did you envision? So it's interesting. Uh, when when I started, my thing was just wanting to go deeper in my relationship with God. I think it being in the entertainment industry, it was, I saw how things and people changed when they gave themselves to what the entertainment industry gives you as glory. Mm. And I didn't want that. So I took time to say, God, I want to stay in this industry for a long time. And I don't want to change for the worse in this industry over as time goes on. So I want to stay as close to you as possible and not lose my step and keep in step with you. In other words, keep in step with the spirit. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I remember back in the day thinking to myself, I think I should just focus on going deeper in my relationship with God and I will live how far and how wide I go up to him. If I just stay rooted and grounded in who he is for me, then he will determine how far I go. So he built, um, and he's still, I'm still work in progress, but one thing that is clear for me is that you can never go as far beyond what your character can sustain. Mm. At least that's for me. I don't want to go to a place where my character cannot sustain what that place has. So it's something that I've been praying over an extended period of, of, of time. Like, God, if I'm not ready for this level, don't take me there. Mm-hmm. If it's going to pull me away from you. But if I'm there, I want it to be confirmation that my character can sustain that level of success. Sure. So, um, which is why I don't really care about being popular or anything. Because um, for me, I, I do appreciate the support and the love from people. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I really want is to hear my father say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm. That's what matters for me. So if I'm rooted and grounded in him and is working on my character, then anything else is a distant second compared to that. Sure. Wow. That is a trip bomb. That is, that is deep. <laughs> that is deep because oftentimes people are in it for the glory and they forget that you know, it's it's not just about that. It's it's eternity. It's a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And this is what I tell my friends. I'm not I'm not in this industry to compete with anyone. Because mm. the moment you start competing with whoever is ruling the roost, then the focus is misguided. Because mm. now, once you get to the top spot, then what are you then aiming for? Mm. What are you then shooting for? What other height are you now? Because now you no longer have to drive. Like, okay, I made it to the top, then what? But if God and Christ is what you're aiming for, to want to please him, then whether you are the best at what you're doing 
by worldly standards or you're not, you still want to be faithful because you know the one who called you mm. to where you are. And for me, it's 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 always been like that. I just want, I just, I, you know what, Grace? I just want to be faithful to what God has called me to do. Sure. Whether I, whether I get known or people celebrate me or whatever, that's fine. It's interesting. Uh, sorry, I'm going on a tangent now. No, uh, on my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> by all means. Um, there was a time I think um, it was the Nama Awards, and I won. The, the the there's a music artist who won two awards that that year mm-hmm. and i also won two awards and then the headlines in the papers were this particular artist steals the nama shows mm-hmm. and then my friends came to me and they were like sean you you need to say why are they overlooking you mm-hmm. why are they not acknowledging that you also won two awards the same way they are praising this other artist who won two awards who's a musician. Mm. And I remember telling them that, guys, it's okay. Mm. It's okay. I Getting recognition or getting appreciated by worldly standards is not what I'm aiming for. The day I made it in life is the day that Christ took a hold of me. That's when I made it in life. So all these other things that are coming, whether people notice them or not, they really don't factor much in terms of my identity and my character because I want to please him above everything. And maybe that was a way of God cultivating humility in me that, yeah, Sean, how are you going to feel if they don't mention that you also want two awards that particular year? Mm-hmm. How are you going to handle what, what is it going to do for you in your spirit when you, find out that they are not even mentioning you or making much about you. Hmm. And yeah, so I always try and find ways to to cultivate humility because the higher you go, the more proud you become. Yeah, that's true. And the more you achieve, the more you grow complacent and you no longer push your envelope of creativity. You no longer press the buttons and you now somewhat quote-unquote become uh, Sean is untouchable. You can't even talk to him. Mm. I don't want that. I still want to be accessible to people. Mm. I still want to be someone you are comfortable talking to um, and all of that. So anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where for me, it, lasting legacy is did you get to know who God was when you look at my life? Sure above and beyond knowing who Sean was mm. through his gift. Because um, at the end of the day, all of us, everything that happens in our lives, is supposed to point us to him mm. and who he is and his character. And if everything points to you, then we should start asking, who wants the glory more? You or you wanted to give it to God? So, yeah, that's about. Wow, that is, that is really profound. And speaking of character, we know that character is built through tough seasons. Mm. And so um, would you share a season in your life that was particularly tough um, along your journey? (laughs) Uh, Grace, which box do you want me to open here? (laughs) Any box you you feel led to open. Um, I think... My life has just been difficult mm-hmm. um, in my family based on where I grew up 
and the things that I was passionate about that never came to pass that I really knew that I was gifted in mm-hmm. um not being able to go to the to the universities that I wanted to go where I wanted to pursue the degrees that I wanted to pursue and just having left it but if I'm to pull out from one box um it's probably the year that I lost my wife and son mm. um that was I don't know if you can go any lower than that yeah but this was 2021 and we are two years removed from that um and it yeah that was the most difficult because on one hand you lose someone that you knew mm. that you loved dearly on the other hand you lose you lose someone that you didn't know but you still loved dearly mm-hmm. as if you knew them um and you lost not one person but two people at the same time and everything in me is just saying i think everything in me was under one umbrella one one word which was why any question that i asked was under that umbrella so it would be why me mm-hmm. why her why us why now why in this way mm-hmm. everything was just why um so yeah um that year that i lost my wife and son was the most difficult um time of my life um that i can look back on mm. yeah so sure. thank you for sharing especially for people who have gone through grief and loss it's it's shattering and usually people are angry at god for less ooh <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> we get angry and distant from yeah. god for less and um and show those who are around you during that time so how you handled it with strength and grace and so how do you go through that and come out saying god is good so one thing that was clear in my mind was that actually i used to talk with my wife about we always used to say whatever happens in our lives we should never forget or misconstrue this truth that god is a good god mm-hmm. we always reminded ourselves of that truth now there are people today they look at me and they're like ah he's going to break down at some point no how how did he how did he get through that season mm-hmm. and he's still holding on to this god and he's still loving him the way he's loving him and he's still making much of him in his life um how i got through it i'll out I'll, i'll be honest i had questions for god that he didn't answer he hasn't answered them to this day i remember saying going home and i'm sitting down i'm like god you know what sit there i'm not going to kneel can you please just sit because maybe when i was crying out loud like in the moment why have you forsaken me he didn't say anything so maybe there were too many people around me so i'll go home privately can you sit and then probably you might be able to answer and he didn't answer he didn't say anything what he did he gave me sleep sure i woke up the following day this is the day it happened i woke up the following day and what woke me up was my alarm clock saying sure it's time for you to go and work out i'm like that, that's the last thing i want to do exactly yeah. 
5.30 in the morning. No, I don't want to wake out. And the moment I woke up, the scriptures that came to mind, the scripture that came to mind was the one that says, God gives sleep mm-hmm. to those he loves. Sure. That was the first one that came to my mind. Grace, you know, I remember sitting there and I'm like, okay, God, you didn't answer my questions. But at least you showed me that I am not alone. You're with me in this. And you're not going to leave me nor forsake me. It's going to take time for me to heal. Mm -hmm. But one thing that is clear is that I'm not in this alone. So he, he did that. And trust me, even in me reflecting on that particular time, the pain was real. I don't want to minimize that. The pain was real. The pain was unbearable. But in the and I didn't want anyone coming with scripture saying, "Ah, Sean, you know what? You're more than a conqueror yeah. through him who strengthens." Yeah. I'm like, that can be unhelpful. Ah, <laughs> that can be I, really I, unhelpful. And I did not want to hear that. Mm. And I remember looking at my Bible. I was like, I don't want to read you. I I really don't. Mm. But you know what God did in the midst of me pushing him back. He reminded me of all the scriptures I memorized during my morning devotion. Mm. To live is Christ, mm. to die is gain. gain. I am the God who loves you. And what you're going through now, I'm very much aware of it. He reminded me of those things. It's not like I, I, I looked, I'm like, where are my notes? It was just at the back of my head. And I could hear him reciting those scriptures. Like, do you remember you? Do you remember this verse that you memorized then? Do you remember this time when mm. you're going something similar? And so imagine you're trying to push him away and he's just there. Mm. He's just talking to me there. Um, and what helped was he surrounded me with people that knew how to walk with me in those times. So my leaders from church. Rob Hollins, Taps, Masanganise, Farai Kangwende, uh, Tafadzwa. These men, they were amazing. And you would think that since they are leaders, they would come and bash you. And No, they were just there mm. walking with me. And my friends, whom I knew for a while, they were there as well. And they're like, yeah, we know Sean loves God, but we know that this is not what he wants to hear right now. Mm. But what we can do, let's go and sit with him and just pray for him mm. quietly. They were there. So I I got through that difficult season because I had people around me and I allowed them to be themselves around me. And I allowed God, even though I was pushing him away, I'm like, God, this is not right. How could you take them? How could you do this? He was there. So a part of me was sorrowful, Mm. in deep sorrow, yet always rejoicing that I am in his presence nonetheless. You know, Um, and it was it was it was beautiful. Um, I remember when I went to, I had not even planned to say anything when we went to lay them down at um, uh, the gravesite. Mm. Um, and I remember when I was there, God was like to me, so God has spoken to me two times. Mm. Okay, maybe he has spoken to me many times. 
but there are two times that I that I clear in my head. The first time that I heard his voice clearly and audibly was when he called me to do what I'm doing now, back in 2006. And the second time was um, when we're laying my wife and son to rest. And he was like, everything that I've done in your life, every opportunity that I've given you in your life has been an opportunity for you to glorify me. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do today? I was like, okay, and I, 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 I shared. Um, I didn't know what I was gonna say. I think God's presence was just there, and I pointed people to God. Like my wife is lying there, my son is lying there, but they are sleeping. Because in Christ, we do not grieve as if we are people who do not have hope. Mm. In Christ, we grieve as people who have hope. hope. Mm. So I know exactly where they are. I haven't lost a wife. I haven't lost a son. You only lose something if you don't know where to find it. I know exactly where my wife is. I know exactly where my son is. They are in the arms of a loving Heavenly Father. The same arms that all of us want to be held by one day. Mm. So if I'm to ask you, would you want me to pluck them out from his arms and bring them back to my arms? Or you'd want me to have them stay there? Or better still, if I ask them, do you want to come back to Sean? To his arms? Or you'd rather stay in the arms where you are right now? Probably the same answer that I'm giving is the same answer they would give Sean. It's hard not right now, but you're gonna you're gonna get through this. Mm. We are not leaving because we are in the presence of the king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are in the presence of the king. We are seeing the beauty, the glory, the love that we've always dreamt of. And this is the place where we know that you also want to be. So all these scriptures that I talked about and many others that I can get into are the things that help me process loss. Are the things that help me process grief. Mm. Are the things that help me process pain. If God and his word were not there, I would not be here today. I would probably would have given up on life and resented not just him, but even people around me who loved and cared for me. But because God has done something in me, I have drawn closer to him because when I was asking him questions, I was just like to him, okay, you are not answering me, but where else can I go? You are the one that I'm coming to. (laughs) I'm going to run back to you anyway, because no one else can give me the kind of comfort I need Hmm. and the love and the grace and understanding I need. So I'll stay here at your feet and just glean on you, even though it's difficult, even though it's painful, but there's no other place I'd rather be than being in your presence. Wow, that is beautiful. Yeah, I'm just picking up two things from what you've been saying, um, particularly how you mentioned that um, when you had questions, he gave you rests, you know, and mm. <laughs> sometimes God works like that. When we are expecting answers, he's just saying, be still, you know, rests. Um, which reminds me of that, of um, Elijah, who was, he was on the run from Ahab, I think. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he yeah. was like, God, why? Why is why? this? Yeah. Yeah. And he got foods and he got rests. Come on. So that's that's 
powerful and the importance of, you know, investing um, in your relationship with God, even when things are good, so that during those tough times, you're able to draw out from yeah. what you've invested in. Absolutely. Um, that is that is especially powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. And so people take these moments as identity markers, like... Before this happened, I was a good per I was I was like this. I was like this, and now this has happened. I'm like this and like this. Um, what is your view on being defined by these momentous occasion occasions? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be death and grief, but it can be something so huge, you know, that sh shakes you. I'm 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 wanting to make sure that I understand your question. Mm. So you're saying what? what do these defining moments do, do to me or how do they refine me or um should we def define ourselves by by those moments in the first place should we base our identity off on off of those moments oh right no we shouldn't we shouldn't define ourselves based on moments that we go through we define ourselves based on who we are as image bearers of God. Mm -hmm. Such that when we go through difficult seasons, our identity is unshaken as you go through those difficult seasons. So in the season that I lost my wife and son, my identity in Christ stayed the same. Mm -hmm. Even though I had questions for God that he didn't answer in that moment, I didn't feel any less loved or appreciated by him. Because I knew that he's the one who made me and he's the one who planned for my existence way before I was even a concept in my mother and father's mm -hmm. <laughs> brain. Um, having said that, though, those moments when they do happen, they are points that change us either to see God better or to pull away from him mm. further than we already are. And it's in those moments where we have to buffet our bodies, like Paul says. Like, listen, soul, like, like David says, why are you downcast, oh my soul? Mm. He, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. What was he going through? What was the defining moment? Mm. We know what he had done. He had slept with someone else's wife. Mm. He had made, he had the husband killed in the front line. Yeah. So you can imagine what that moment was like for him. Even he was warned, like, do you know this kind of person? And then he himself was like, that person needs to be slaughtered. And only to find out that the person who was being talked about was him. Mm. And it's in that moment that he says, why are you downcast on my soul? Put your hope in in God. Mm -hmm. So these moments, yes, life is difficult. Life is hard. Life throws you spanners all over. But your identity in Christ should stay strong and true. Even though you are doubting the very God that you hold on to. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you allow this? It should not shake your identity in the process. You just hold on to him. Like, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm, I'm going to stay right here. I don't understand what's going on. But, yeah, I'm going to stay here. I, 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 I was good at soccer. 
before this dancing stuff, mm-hmm. it didn't happen. I was scouted by um, um, Soccer Academy in, in the UK and I couldn't go. That was a dream shattered. Mm-hmm. I got opportunities to work for very good companies and they didn't come through in the end. That was Those were dream shatters. All those were defining moments. I lost my sister back in 2014. Mm-hmm. The way I processed that was definitely different from the way I processed the loss of my wife and son. But again, that was a defining moment. And then the pressures of being in the industry, that does not reward you financially because arts is a difficult industry to Mm. thrive in. All these are defining moments. But one thing that stayed constant is who I am in Christ. Whether things work out or not, I'm I'm not going to feel any less or any any, uh, underappreciated or uncelebrated if there's a word like that. Mm. If it's not there, I've just coined in a word, people. And uh, what did I say? Uncelebrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I missed that. I actually oh, missed that new word. Goodness <laughs> me. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, don't use it without my consent. I'm kidding. <laughs> You've trademarked the words already. I've, tra- I've trademarked the word. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that's what I would say. Um, mm. I'm not sure if I answered. Maybe I might have misunderstood your question. No, perfect. That's the perfect answer. For for me, again, at the end of the day, we what's going to remain is that which represents Christ. And if that's what's going to remain when everything ends, then you be the person who remains representing him, not your achievements. Mm. Because we live in a world where everyone is wanting to achieve a lot of things. I was reading, I think it's Acts 17. I think Jesus sends people out, his disciples, like go and do the work and then they go, they're casting out demons, they're healing the blind, they're healing the sick, the the lame, the uh, the paralyzed, all of this, and then they come back with a report. Mm. And you know what they say? They're like, yeah, we, we did all these things. And I love what Christ said. He said, yes, all that you did is good. I'm paraphrasing. But do not rejoice in that. Rejoice in the fact that your names are written in the book of life. In other words, whether you succeed at what you are doing in the world or whether you don't, that's not the big idea. The big idea is, is your name written in the book of life? Do you have a relationship with me as your Lord, as your Savior, as your Maker, as your Maker, as your God? And if the answer is yes, then you can now go into these worldly endeavors with that renewed energy that I am fully accepted whether I succeed or I don't. Mm. And when everything has been burnt by his purifying fire, you stay there. Why? Because your name is written in the book of life. Mm. Wow. Wow, wow. It's amazing how you've been able to stay focused on God through through everything that has happened in your life. Um, it's so amazing. I think, it, I, I, I may be wrong, it stems from knowing who he is, I guess. Mm. Mm. It does. It does. There, there are, and I love what you just said. Now, there, there are when I, when I read the scriptures, there are things that blow my mind. Mm. 
you read someone like Paul, the Bible says he was stoned to the point of death and thrown out of the city gates for preaching Christ. And he got up and got back into the city Mm-hmm. To do the very same thing he was stoned for. <laughs> I ask myself, like, why would you do that? Why in the world would <laughs> you do that? What are you thinking? What are you smoking? <laughs> Please tell yeah. me. But for me, it's one of those things where I ask myself, what kind of relationship did Paul have that even in the midst of all that suffering and persecution, he was so resolute in saying, I'm not going to stop making much of this God? In my life, I will go back into the same city and do the very same thing that people are stoning me for. I think of Moses. <laughs> he was told, you, my friend, you're going to deliver the people out of Egypt, mm. my children. But how school Luma promised land. How <laughs> Lumi. Uh, the savagery. <laughs> you know what? It's one thing. Mm. To see the promised land and mm. not know if you're going to make it or not. And then you work your way as if you want to make it. It's totally a different thing. When God tells you, Aulumi, mm. you're not going to get there. Mm. And the question is, so what was Moses' life then? If he knew what kept him going to still want to stay true and faithful to this God, even though he was not going to get the promised land. And the answer is simple. The promised land was not the goal. It's his relationship with him who is the ultimate promised land that we want to have. John, uh, John 17 talks about it. Now this is eternal life, to know him mm. and him crucified. Mm. Promised land is not a place. It's a person. Mm. It's Christ. Mm. People who have a problem with wanting to pursue righteousness in this life they should not even desire to go to heaven because they're going to be in the presence of righteousness 24-7. But if righteousness is something that you desire in this life, which is a person, because righteousness is imputed on you by him, that's why we say you do not work your way towards righteousness or towards acceptance or towards being saved. You accept what he has already done. Mm. And then his righteousness becomes yours and your sin becomes his. That's why you're justified in his presence. And everything that's happening every single day is the process called sanctification, where he's now making you more like him. So if the world is to end today or Christ is to come today, you put Paul here and you put Sean here. Justification wise, we are the same. Mm -hmm. I'm on equal footing with Paul. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's not about what I did. Mm-hmm, it's about mm-hmm. what Christ did. Mm-hmm. The fruit of our labor, that's different. The fruit of what we did, that's different. Mm-hmm. We'll be rewarded differently. But in terms of justification, put anyone, Paul, Moses, whoever, we're on equal footing because the one who justifies us is perfect. Mm. So <sighs> I don't even know where I went on this tangent, but I'm, it's, it's, it's stuff. So I, I look at these people, I'm like, what kept them going? Sure, yeah. Some of them got to the promised land. Some of them, they were told, you're not going to get there. Some of them were stoned. Some of them were crucified upside down because they said, I'm not worthy to be crucified in the same manner in which my Lord and Savior was. So if you're going to kill me, please do it upside down. Mm. Look at Stephen. He was being stoned. And then he looked up and people saw his face glowing. 
and he even said forgive them for what they are doing i'm thinking i don't know maybe you're not like me when i read i imagine i guess maybe it's the creativity in me i imagine and i look at these things i'm like dude you're being stoned yeah <laughs> there's no stone that's landing here that's comfortable mm. that you're like oh you hit the right spot i needed that <laughs> you you and you, you you're not anticipating where it's coming from mm. but in that very moment you look up and you're smiling and you say father forgive them and your face is glowing mm. and accept me into your presence there's some i think there's something about pursuing a relationship with christ mm where everything else in the world grows strangely dim. Sure. That what seems to be the brightest light in the world compared to Christ is the most, is the, is the black hole mm. compared to who he is. And that's just what I want to do. I, I want to make much of him. I want to live my life in such a way where people will be like, you know what, this guy does not even care about much. He mm. just wants to please him and him alone. He's not wanting to be known by whoever and whoever, whoever. He just wants to be faithful to what he's been called to do mm. and to make much of him who took a hold of his life and changed him. So, yeah. Sure. Thank you for sharing that, Sean. Um, so, on a lighter note, what are you looking forward to? In 2024? In 2024. Where do I start, Grace? Ah, come on. What am I looking forward to? The BMWs, <laughs> the Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, yeah, I need all of that. I need the BMW, <laughs> I need the Mercedes-Benz, I need the Land Rover, Range Rover. <laughs> I need the EVs that are yeah. coming out. I need the Tesla Cybertruck. So I said... Come on, Grace. I'm okay, kidding. Okay, okay. Where's that dollar? <laughs> I had a dollar, a dollar. somewhere. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm looking for 2024 specifically. I'm looking forward to going deeper again in mm. knowing God. I'm I'm going through the Bible, a Bible, a, a going through the Bible in a year. Mm where I get four scriptures every single day that I have to work through and go through, two from the Old Testament and two from the New Testament, and just wanting to go deeper in, 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 in my relationship with him. And obviously reading books in five areas that I just love to read, God, faith, marriage, technology, mm. and work. Wow. I always make sure that I read five books every year in these areas because I feel like life, it's just three decisions that mm. really matter. Who are you going to worship? Who are you going to marry? And where are you going to work? Mm. Everything else in life, it revolves around your answers to these three questions. Mm -hmm. So these five topics that I want to read in, they feed into reinforcing that, yes, I worship God. Mm -hmm. I am working where God has called me mm -hmm. to work. And I want to get married. Mm. Start a family and thinking about how I want my kids to be raised, how I want to build a godly culture and tradition within my family. So this year I'm just centered on, again, I'm not worried about what I'm going to do in terms of what my profession is going to bring to the table. I'm just focused on going deeper in him because if I focus on going deeper in him, he will determine the kind of opportunities that come my way. And when they come, I know that whether they succeed or not, 
whether they are good paying opportunities or not, there's something about him bringing that opportunity that's supposed to grow me and make me understand him better and make me be better at serving the people in my sphere of influence within my craft. So that's the one thing. I don't have much just wanting to go deeper in in knowing the savior of mine called mm. Jesus Christ. Mm. That's good. That's really good. And so do you have any parting words of encouragement for our listeners before we close? Parting words. I can part the Red Sea. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, parting words. Ah, Grace, why do you always do this to me now? What did I do now? You did this the last time again. What did I do now? This whole parting, parting jazz. Uh -uh. Um, oh, golly. Yeah, I do have parting words. Um, I should have thought about this. I should have known that you're going to ask this question and I would have thought about it. But anyway, it's all good. It is what it is. Mm. Uh, I want to challenge people to never want to see the dawn of a new day before seeing his face. Sure. Because our life is, if we, if we really say that we live and move and have our being because of him, mm. then you want to start the day by seeing his face mm. first it could be through prayer. It could be through his word before you get about your day. Mm. Life these days is so busy. We are so busy. I am mm. not shooting that down. I myself am busy. But are you so busy that you don't want to draw strength from the one who allows you to do what you do every single day? Hmm. That when you're praying, it's a, let me just put in a quick prayer. And then you get to work and you're focused. Mm. Not knowing that for you to be able to be focused at work, whose grace is that? Mm. Whose strength is that? Mm. Whose ability is that ultimately? Whose gifting is that for you to excel at what you're doing? See God in such a way that you say, God, I'm going to focus. I'm not just to do, going to do a quickie. Like, let me just throw in a two-second prayer. Let mm. me just read a verse. Let me just... You actually say, I am going to spend time reading his word and praying and worshiping him. Make it an intentional thing because you know that that is your lifeline to do whatever it is you're doing in the world. It could be your family your spouse, your work, whatever it is. It's God who gives you the means. It also gives God who gives you the, the, the purpose and the drive to excel in everything that you're doing. The least we can do is spend time with him. Mm. So those are my parting words. Do not want, even when I say that, I'm not saying make it legalistic, like it's a morning thing. I'm wanting people to catch the heart. At some point in your day, seek after his face. Mm. Intentionally. And glean from his word and feel something in you saying, God, I love you. God, I worship you. God, I adore you. With you, 
I am everything. Without you, I am nothing. And then you go about your day. Hmm. So, if it's a phrase that I'm going to say, I'll say, do not aim to see the dawn of a new day before you see his face. Those are my parting words. Wow. Wonderful parting words. You see, I knew you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cost you. I My uh, EcoCash account is... No, actually, I have a USD, not RTGS. My USD... Okay, I shouldn't go there. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We, we, we will send. We will send. Okay, cool. Mm. I like that. Very good. This is this is the, the sowing of the seeds, isn't it? Hala. Hala. Sean, always a pleasure to have you as a guest on this podcast. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you for being vulnerable and opening up. And I'm sure that listeners will be encouraged. Yeah. No, thanks for having me. I, I, like I said last time, you are doing an amazing job uh, with this podcast. Uh, people need to hear it. People need to... We live in a world where a lot of the stuff is just what does what pleases the eye. Mm. But faith comes by hearing. Mm. Hearing the word of God. And through this podcast, that's exactly what you're doing. You're allowing for God to work in those people who are listening to this. And there will be better people because of what you're doing. So well done. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am humbled. It's going to cost you. Michael Cash, USD account is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see myself releasing a lot of money this year. <laughs> yes. So the seed. As always, thank you for listening in to Capture the Thoughts. Until next time, stay safe. Goodbye.